And now, on Prophetic Faith. Hello ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another week's broadcast here, Prophetic Faith. I am Pastor Robbie Barrett, pastor of Excellent Faith Ministries in Tazewell, Virginia. Tonight we're going into Volume 3, Part 2 of Portals. We've been talking about the Law of Faith. All the, for weeks now, we've been teaching about how faith is not just some, just some kind of force that we tap into every now and then, but it is a law. It's not something that God just does sporadically. It's a law that He established in heaven and in earth that when we tap into this law, we are able to operate and pull forth the things of God. And tonight we're dealing specifically with portals. What do I mean by that? Portals of heaven opening in your life. When this happens, the miraculous and the impossible comes forth. So if you need a miracle, listen to this message. It's really going to stir you up and bless you. And I will see you at the end of the program. And the king goes to Elijah and says, it's your fault. And this is what he says. He said, by this time tomorrow, this thing is going to be so turned around that food is going to be easily bought. And the man, that the messenger that's standing with the king says this right here. He said, even if God opened up a window or a portal of heaven, there's no way that this can be done. <laughs> Some might say impossible. Alright, so watch this. Faith begins where the will of God is known, right? Elijah could not have faith to make this statement had he had not known what the will of God was going to be. That God was going to turn this famine around. That He was going to do the impossible. So now that the will of God is known, the law of faith can be put into motion. And <clears throat> so what, what's He do? He literally speaks to the impossible. How many remembers what I said a week or so ago? I said that faith speaks to the impossible. It does not stay quiet. It doesn't go hide in a corner. It directly speaks to the impossible. And this is what Elijah did. And he said, I'm telling you right now that this time tomorrow... Now, you're really getting bold when you put a time limit on. This time tomorrow, this is going to turn around. And the messenger said, there's no way. Even if God opened up a window of heaven, there's no way that this could happen. Right? Whoo, glory to God. God supernaturally causes the enemy. You can read this in the passage now. God supernaturally that night causes the enemy to be confounded 
and they turn, watch this, they hear chariots around them. And they, it sounds like a huge army is around them. And they are convinced that Israel has gathered other nations around them to do battle with them. And they leave everything. They leave all their rations. They leave all their riches. And they get out of there and leave it for spoil. And two lepers come in. Two lepers that are at the gate of Samaria said, we're going to die anyways. Let's go out and check this out. If we find something good, if we don't, we're no worse off because famine's going to kill us anyways. So they go out there and guess what they find? They find all of these riches. They find all of these supplies. They find all of this food. Mm-mm-mm. God supernaturally does this now. A portal was open. Now go to 2 Kings verse 16, uh, chapter 7, verse 16. And let's see what he says right here. It says, And the people went out and, the, and spoiled the tents of the Syrians. So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. It was exactly as he said it would be. Now watch this, verse 17. And the king appointed the Lord on whose hand was leaned on to give charge into the gate, and the people trod upon him, and he died. And the man of God said, Who spake when the king... Uh, as the man of God spake when the king came down to see him. And it came to pass as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, Two measures of barley for a shekel and a measure of fine flour for a shekel shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. Mm, mm, mm. And the Lord answered the man of God and said, Now behold, if the Lord shall make windows of heaven, he's reciting unto him, might such a thing be, and behold, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. And so it fell out upon him, for the people trod upon him at the gate and died. So the very man that said, even if God opened up a window of heaven, there's no way that's going to take place. Elijah, you remember what Elijah said to him? He said, you're going to see it happen. Because the law of faith is put into motion. I know the will of God, I know what God's going to do. You're going to see it happen, but you're not going to be able to partake of it. And guess what happened? The king says, go and open up the gates so the people can go out and get the spoils, right? Because they're dying. They're eating their own children to survive. As he does this, the crowd is so massive that they just trample over him and he dies. He was stomped to death. <laughs> See, some of these things, these are some crazy stuff you read in the Bible. All right, so watch this. Once the heavenly portals were open, it makes no difference what is going on in the natural. How many knows it was bad what was taking place in the natural? Very bad. Very bad. I just told you. I mean, when you get to the point where you're considering eating your own child, your own child just to survive, that's bad. But no matter how bad it gets in the natural, and you may be facing situations right now where it looks so bad, guess what? When the portals of heaven are open, it makes no difference what has taken place in the natural because it immediately overrides it. It immediately overrides it. Faith speaks to the impossible, and that's what Elijah did. His knowledge of the will of God caused one thing to happen. It caused faith to go forth and open the kingdom of abundance. 
That day, not only were they spared a famine, but they had more than enough. Somebody say more than enough. Anytime you deal with the kingdom of God, you've always got to deal with more than enough. Can we put our hands together today and give God some praise for that? Now go to Luke 5, verse 1. Luke 5, verse 1. This one's a good one right here. Watch this. It says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, to hear the kingdom, that he stood at the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, which that's Peter. And he prayed that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and he taught the people out of the ship. Now behold, when he had left uh, speaking, he said unto Peter, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught or a catch. Simon answered him and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night long and have nothing. Nevertheless, somebody say nevertheless. At your word, I will let down the net. All right, verse 6. It says, and when, this, when he had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets began to break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in other ships, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled the boat with the ships, or filled both of the ships, and so that they began to sink. So there's so much fish that is being hauled in that it begins to sink both ships. Verse 8, And when Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' feet, saying, Depart from me, I am a sinful man, O Lord. Alright, so what's so significant about this story? What does this have to do with portals? It has everything to do. Turn to your neighbor and say, Everything, everything, everything. Alright, it say, all right, so watch this. Do you realize how mighty this miracle was? Let me explain to you what I'm talking about. Alright, According to people's calculations, people that studied this time for, or this time period and, and the occupations of that time, according to this, they, they've come up with these numbers. Now listen to this. Judging by the estimated size of a boat of that time period and the wages of that time, and they have recordings of wages that were paid during that time for labor and, and such, there was somewhere around 62,695 pounds of fish hauled into the two boats. Woo! That's a lot of fish. Let me read that number again. 62,696 pounds of fish hauled in by that one miracle. Alright, so watch this. Here, here's the greatest part. Now watch this. How many remembers Jesus looking at the disciples and said, As long as you've been with me, have you lacked anything? And they, what they say to him? They said, Lord, we've lacked nothing. All of our needs are met. You've kept us. You've blessed us. We've lacked nothing. Well, this is probably one of the reasons. Watch this. If you, uh, you, know, if you figure in the costs and the labor and, and the, or the, the rates of occupation... When they hauled in 62,000 pounds of fish that day, that gave them 24.5 to 36.4 years worth of salary. 
Some might say, look what the Lord hath done. How would you like to God, for God to give you one word? You hear me say all the time, one word from God can change anything. Yeah, that's right. No, you don't get it. One word gave them almost 30-some 30, 30 years worth of salary paid in full with one catch. One catch. I'm trying to tell you the power of a portal of heaven being open. You see, my God. Alright, so they had tried all night. I'm going to break this down even more. They had tried all night and they caught nothing. And we're not just talking about people that like to do this for fun. This was their occupation. This is what they did for a living. They were good at it. And here they had fished all night long and caught nothing. And now, what are they doing? They're cleaning their nets. They're folding everything up. They would get all the, the junk out of them and fold them up and put them away and wait for the next opportunity, the next night, to go and try to catch some fish because that's what they did for a living. And then here Jesus comes. Now, how many's ever felt this way before? How many's ever felt like you're just doing everything you can and it seems like nothing is working? Come on now, wave your hand at me. I mean, just you're trying everything you can. You, you're just going about like you, I mean, just trying to make something happen and it seems like nothing is happening. This is what they were feeling like. But they were lacking something. What were they lacking for their faith to work? They were lacking revelation from God. Right? Their faith could not work. And why could it not work? Was the law of faith there? Yeah, it was there. But it could not be put into motion because, guess what? At that point in time, they did not know what to do. Right? Until the word of the Lord came forth. And Jesus said, launch out into the deep and throw your nets out one more time. Somebody say this with me. One more time. Now, what is the problem with this? Let's look at the problems with what Jesus said. All right, here's the problems. Are you ready? Number one, they had fished all night, and by now they've cleaned all their nets, they've folded everything, they've put it away, waiting for the next opportunity. How many knows that sometimes faith does not come when it seems like the most opportune time in the natural? Somebody say amen. But that doesn't matter. You see, in the natural standpoint, Jesus was too late for Lazarus for anything miraculous to happen in Lazarus' life. But you see, faith does not care about opportune time in the natural. It makes it the right time. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? Same thing with the woman with the issue of blood or anybody else that received. They did not wait for the quote-unquote right time in the natural. They just launched out. Alright, number two, what was the problem? Here's number two. Every experienced fisherman on the Sea of Galilee knows you do not fish during the day. Why? Because you fish, see your nets. And guess what? Here's what's more. Watch this. Not only do you fish, you don't fish in the day, but you don't fish in the deep. You fish in the shallow. So here's two contradictions that Jesus is giving. Somebody say it doesn't make sense. But it makes faith. Oh, come on now. So Jesus says, 
Not only do I want you to fish during the day, he says, but I want you to launch out in the deep. That's why Peter's saying, teacher, master, we've been, we've been fishing all night and everybody knows you don't fish during the day, nor do you go out in the deep. The fish are on the shallow part. Nevertheless, I say nevertheless now, nevertheless at your word, right? At your word. Number three, here's the problem. He's a carpenter. What does this cat know about fishing? Right? How many's ever had somebody, God send somebody your way to give you a word or encouragement or something like this? And what's the first thing you think? You don't have a clue what I'm going through. Where are you coming from? No doubt this is what they were probably thinking. They just didn't say it. Now, Jesus, I know you can do this and do that, but you're a carpenter. We are fishermen. We are professionals. We know what we're doing. But this is what they did. It doesn't make sense. It makes faith. Right? At one time, it did not make sense how you could defeat the law of gravity with aviation. Did not make sense until revelation came, until insight came. And guess what? Man began to defy the laws of gravity. They're doing it right now as we speak. Defying the laws of gravity. It's the same thing with faith. Faith does not have to make sense. It makes faith. Amen? It makes faith. You just do what God said. Alright, so the law of faith doesn't need the conditions to be favorable for a portal to open. Isn't that some good news? God doesn't need your body well before He can call it healed. Come on. He doesn't need your finances, I mean just running over, before He can bless you. You see, when God says something, He makes it possible. We ought to stop right there and give the Lord some praise on that right there. When God speaks, He makes it possible. Doesn't matter what's going on. Alright, so, so Peter says this. He said, this does not make common sense, right? There's nothing common about faith. It doesn't make common sense, but nevertheless, at your word. That word, word there is rhema. There it is again. What, didn't we talk about that last week? That rhema is a word that you can understand. So Jesus said, or Peter said, nevertheless, because you've caused us to have insight and understanding... I'm going to do this. Before, watch this, before Jesus said anything, they did not know to go and cast their nets again. They was packing everything up and going away. Right? But the moment that Jesus revealed revelation, what would happen? The law of faith was put into motion. How was it put into motion? Peter said, I'm going to do what you said. I, I may not fully understand what you're telling me. Come on, somebody. How many can relate to this? You may not fully understand why God is telling you to do what you do, but you just do it anyways because God's going to let you know. He's going to reveal it unto you. So here Peter is, he's unfolding his nets, he's casting them back out. What is that? He is putting the law of faith into motion. So what begins to happen? The fish that he wanted was in one dimension, but he needed them in this dimension. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? See, what you desire in God is in another dimension. It's in a heavenly spiritual dimension. Or, or Yeah, dimension. We need that. But we have to pull it from there to here. 
Thank God. How many can thank God for what God has done in the Spirit and what He's got prepared for you, right? But you can't leave it there. That does me no good to leave it in the spirit realm. Is that right? I need to pull it forth into the natural realm. Amen? How many can say, I need something to happen in the natural? Amen? I need something to happen. Well, here's how you do it. You put the law of faith into motion. What happens? What takes place? A portal is open. A doorway is open. Before, watch this, they had cast nets all night long, could not pull those fish in this dimension, could not do it. But watch this, one revelation from God sparked their faith, watch this, and opened the door. Somebody say, open the door. When the door was open, it wasn't just a fish or two. See, this is, here's what I want you to see in here. Watch this. See, some of y'all think you need something naturally to happen. No. You don't need something naturally to happen or break through. You want something supernatural to happen. See, let me tell you something. This proves to you, and the 5,000 proves to you, that what heaven has is what you need here, but only in superabundance. What am I talking about? The fish, watch this, when the kingdom of heaven was opened up by faith, fish, which is something you need here in the natural, came to such a degree that it was super abundance. Let me tell you one more time. It gave them 30-some years worth of paid salary. All right, now let's go to the 5,000. They said to Jesus, they said, Jesus, we don't have enough food. Jesus says, let's focus on the kingdom. No, we don't need the kingdom. We need more food. No, Jesus said, you need the kingdom. So the Bible says that he, in the Greek, it says he looked to heaven. He shifted his focus from what was going on here to there. What was he doing? He was opening up a portal of heaven. When that portal was open, guess what happened? The five loaves and the two fish became 12 baskets full left over. Praise God. Jesus, you ask and you look at Jesus' life and you say, well, how did he feed the 5,000? How did he feed the 4,000? How did he make all these miraculous things come forth? Because he was God. You gotta go deeper than that. He was God manifested in the flesh as a man. So I'm telling you that Jesus, whatever He did on this earth, operated as a man. So on the same level as you and I. That's why whatever we see Jesus do, we can look at that and say, by His power, I can do that also. By the power of the Spirit, I can do that. It's no wonder that Jesus said, the works that I do, you will do also and greater works. But let's look at it more specifically. Feeding the 5,000. Notice what he did. We're talking about portals now. Now, the Bible says that he took the bread, he took the food, he took the fish, whatever, and he looked up to heaven and he blessed it. Now, when you see that, you, you may not pay attention to it, but when you study that out in the Greek, the Bible literally saying that he shifted his focus off of the earthly conditions and up into heaven. What was he doing? He was opening up portals. 
By operating in the law of faith, he was opening up portals, which brought, which brings forth always, as I said, the miraculous and the impossible. Do you consider it miraculous that he took five uh, loaves and two fish and fed 5,000? I do. And when he did that, I mean, many, many people were touched. Not When it says 5,000, it was just including the, women, or the men, not including the women and the children. So we're talking about multitudes and multitudes of people touched by one point in time of a portal of heaven being opened. What can God do in your life? Glory to God. I want to pray for you right now that your faith be stirred and that you begin to open up these portals. Listen to me. Jesus said His work is finished. What do I mean by that? It's no longer that we're praying, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. His kingdom has already came. And it's here right now. The Bible, or Jesus said that the kingdom of God is within you. But you've got to release it. You've got to untap that. Now, now we pray that the kingdom, or excuse me, now we pray that His will is done on earth as it is in heaven. And we thank Him for it and we receive it. And as we do that, the portals of heaven are open in our lives. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up every person that is watching this tonight, Lord. Father, I know that many that are watching, they need a miracle. They need a breakthrough. They need some type of miraculous thing that only you can do. Let's face it. There are some circumstances and situations that there is no deliverance outside of a miracle from God. Father, I thank you that you are the God of miracles. You are never changing, but you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the miraculous things that you did then, you are doing now. Father, I pray for portals of heaven to be open over these people that are watching tonight, Father. That as they respond by the preaching of the word, they respond by faith. That these gateways, these doorways will be open. And the miraculous will come forth. And testimony after testimony will be coming forth out of this. We give you all the praise for this now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Listen, thank you for tuning in every single week to watch these programs. And I pray, and I know that we've received many different testimonies from people how they say, you know, that these messages that we're preaching, it really builds them up. It really stirs their faith. This is our assignment. This is why we are here. So now we have to take this time to thank our faith partners. Partners, thank you so much for partnering with this ministry. I don't care what amount you send in. Every amount that you send in is effective in the kingdom of God. You allow us to preach this gospel to as many people as we possibly can. So we just want to take this time to thank you for that. And thank you for everybody who writes to us, calls us, social media, however you contact us, just letting us know how these programs really bless you. It, let me tell you something. It encourages and it blesses me. So thank you again. And until then, keep walking by faith. We'll see you right here. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at accelerantfaith.org. Our email for faith partners are faithpartner at accelerantfaith.org as well.
command the lame to walk. We command it in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar.